0: This is Unhurried, and I'm your host, Doug Kyle. You know, life can feel like a race rushing to the next thing, never time to reflect. But there is incredible value in slowing down with God to take in His perspective, His presence, His pace. Welcome to Unhurried. This is our fourth episode. I'm Doug Kyle, your host, and the topic today is asking the question Are feelings a reliable guide in decision making? You know, this podcast is entitled Unhurried, and it's designed to give us a chance to live with the message that I give on Sunday mornings, to linger with a little bit, and to reflect on it a few days later. Uh, It seems to me that it's so easy to rush from one Sunday to the next. I get done preaching, I'm usually exhausted on Sunday afternoon, and uh, then it's time to focus on next week. And so I'm really savoring these times midweek after the message to reflect on it a little bit and and spend some time with you diving deeper into it. Someone was listening to our episodes uh, earlier, our podcast, and they said to me that they had heard it, uh, for some reason their setting was at like one and a half times, so they were listening a lot faster than normal. That's just the way I think they listen to their podcasts. And I thought, well, it's kind of ironic to listen to a podcast, podcast called Unhurried at, you know, double speed or a little bit fast, but I don't care. Whatever way you want to listen to it is fine with me. Uh no matter what, is designed for us to make sure that we savor what we hear on the weekend and have a chance to live with it during the week. You know, it sort of feels different, though, this time than the first three episodes. The first three episodes we were recording, but we knew we weren't going to publish them yet. We wanted to get a backlog of them. And then Last weekend we announced that this podcast was live and a number of people jumped on and started to participate, which we're grateful for, but now, now it's different. I don't know, last time it felt like I was just talking to the walls, wasn't sure if anybody listened, and now you've told me you are. So I'm really thankful that you're following along and glad to picture some of the faces of those that are tracking with us. You know, whenever we face a decision, especially big decisions, people will give us all kinds of advice. And one of the things i will tell you is just go with your heart. Trust your gut. Go with your intuition. Go with what you feel like is the the right thing to do inside. And it's easy to do. It's a way we often make a lot of decisions. But is that the right way to go about it? How much should our feelings weigh into it? This is part of our larger series entitled Stuff Jesus Never Said. And we're wondering, is that what Jesus would tell us to do? Is that Would that be his advice? Would that be his counsel? How much should our feelings weigh into the decisions that we face? So here's a spoiler alert right away. I don't think feelings are a very reliable guide at all when it comes to decision making. In fact, they are quite unreliable. And as I developed the message last week to give it, the starting place for me was was very different from where it ended. When I started the message, I really wanted to focus on the concept that a lot of us make decisions based on a feeling of peace. And so it wasn't feelings in general, but just the feeling of peace. And as I developed it, it it struck me that a lot of people do that. A lot of people say, you know, the reason I made that decision, the reason I went that route is because I had a peace about it. But as that message was, was developing, I realized that even though I was trying to say that the feeling of peace was not a reliable guy to know that uh, that was something we're supposed to do or not do. It was lending itself to get a different message. We were starting to get the idea that it wasn't the feeling of peace, but it was peace that was wrong. And so the unconscious message being sent was, we're always supposed to do the hard thing. We're all supposed to do the difficult thing that, that peace isn't the best way to go. So what does God want you to do? Well, he wants you to do something that's really difficult. But if that's all the farther I went, then people would walk away feeling like, well, maybe peace is not a good goal to seek after. But we know from the Bible that peace is a good thing. Paul says to live at peace with with all people, if at all possible. Peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. We definitely should seek after peace. And, And quite frankly, a lot of times, peace is a good route to go. It was the feeling of peace being the indicator that I wanted to highlight as unreliable, and then, as I thought about it further, I realized that sometimes there's a whole subset of people that panic is the reason that they think God is in it instead of peace it's just the opposite if they feel like this is a scary situation an insecure situation, an uncomfortable situation, a risky situation, that means God's in it. They will even say, you know if what you're doing is something that if God didn't show up, it won't happen, then that's an indicator that you're supposed to do it. For this camp of people, it's all about living life risky and living life uh, in a uh, scary and uncomfortable situation. That shows that God's in it. But then as I lived with that, I realized that's a feeling too. And is that the right feeling? And uh, so that, to me, when I brought that into the message, both things, it, te- it tended to balance it out. It wasn't just peace that was a suspicious feeling. Panic could also be a suspicious feeling. Both of the them were were unreliable because both of them were feeling-based. And suddenly I liked the way this message was shaping up because now it felt more balanced to me. It wasn't just that if you're feeling peaceful— that, uh, that could be suspect, which would lead, a, lead us to feel like, well, I guess we should always do the hard thing. By adding the element of panic to it, this whole subset of people that feel like if it's really stretching us and feels uncomfortable and uneasy that God must be in it, that points out the fact that that is also a feeling too. And if you just simply followed that logic, you would say, well, I'm supposed to do, um, if that's not the right way to go, then I should always do what's easy. Uh, either way, we're basing it on feelings rather than on God's Word, which in the end of the day, that's what I wanted us to land with. I want us to understand that it is really obedience. God's will and God's Word has revealed to us what we're supposed to do. And that is a much more reliable gauge in decision-making than our feelings. You see, there's a lot of people who, by temperament, will either lean towards peace or lean towards panic. They're either wired to say, I just want to get along with everybody, and they value peace at any price. And there's a bunch of other people that are really wired for adventure and living life risky and are always pushing themselves and wanting to develop more. And so their, their feelings, in one way or the other, are influencing their decisions rather than what God clearly says. For example, if you think about it, there are times when following God's will will not be the easy thing to do, the peaceful thing to do. Uh, it stretches us, it does grow us, and that's the right thing to do. And those who are motivated by peace might miss out on some of those those opportunities, those choices that would lead them closer to what God wants for them. There are others who are, are wired to be, um, you know, adventurous. And for them, they, they will, they, God's words sometimes isn't as exciting enough for them because it just calls us to be basically obedient. The wild thing, the crazy thing, the risky thing, the thing that if, I, if God doesn't show up in this, I'll just fall flat on my face. By putting those two side by side, we get a more balanced view that points out that either extreme is really based more on our temperament as individuals and less on what God's will is and plan is for our lives. And so we need to find something different, something more reliable, something more rock solid, and that is obedience. Uh, Jesus said that, uh, in john fourteen twenty three which was one of our my go to pa- verses in this message, he said, "Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. It's a great verse because he shows that following him and loving him, the greatest commandment will reveal itself in our obedience to him and you know sometimes being obedient is boring. Sometimes it's just simply being faithful and doing the next thing that God called us to do. It's, it's being consistent day after day, even when it's not the most exhilarating, exciting thing on the planet. Sometimes, on the other hand, obeying God's word will stretch us. It will grow us. It will challenge us. It calls us to a, a deeper commitment, a hard thing that we're supposed to face. Neither of those decisions should be made based on how we feel about it, but rather what God has revealed to us in his word and in the scriptures. Peace then, uh, in this way of thinking, is an admirable aim. It's just not the highest guide. Uh, We are uh, meant to operate and live our lives in peace and to experience God's peace, his, his shalom in our lives. But sometimes if we make that our chief, um, way of deciding things are the chief role in or guide for us in decisions that we're going to be misled. Uh, we'll end up going with the easy thing and maybe end up avoiding things or putting things off that we really need to face. On the other hand, we could say that uh, being stretched is a good thing, and there are times in our lives when God wants to stretch us, but if we make that the ultimate goal. Then we could just be living by adrenaline and excitement, and it can end up being another form of avoidance, where we're just simply avoiding what we what we should be doing. When I was uh, just starting out in ministry, I ended up doing a number of short-term uh, ministry opportunities, kind of trying things out, uh, because I wanted to just get a wide variety of exposure to the kinds of things that uh, I could do to serve the Lord in ministry, I got a chance to study overseas with a, a guy named John Stott, who is a hero of mine. And uh, after spending several weeks under his training and his teaching, there were there were students from all over the world that got to be there. I had a chance to meet with him and just kind of ask him about what he saw me doing next. And uh, I said, you know, I kind of am feeling like I should just try another uh you know, internship, I should try it. give myself another exposure to ministry. I I thought there was real value in kind of, here I was actually in England doing this, and I was kind of adventure uh, driven. And I just want to try another exposure, try try another ministry setting. I remember he just sat me down and gave me great counsel. And he said, Doug, you know, it's time to get in and just do ministry for the long term. And uh, I, I came home and poured myself into youth ministry as a youth pastor at the time. And uh, it really was a, a dividing uh, mark in my life, sort of a fork in the road when I realized that living for, uh, doing something over the long haul in, in, in one place had great fruit to it. And it wasn't just about, you know, where I'd get the next thrill. And so the the same is true here, is that we need to make decisions based on uh, the the way God has uh, instructed us in His Word. So what is that? Well, in the in the message, I basically outlined three things. The first thing is obedience. We need to uh, do what what the Bible says to do. Anything that is clear in the Bible, clearly outlined, there there should be no no decision about that. That's just something we we should do. If it's clear in Scripture that we're supposed to obey, then we do that. Having said that, we know there's lots of times that it's hard to know exactly what to do in our situation. It's not clearly spelled out in the Bible. Again, when I was a young man, I would look at, you know, they have those subject, topical subject index in the back of some Bibles, and I would look up to find what the Bible said about dating, because I thought, you know, that would be, that's an important decision right now. Guess what? The word dating isn't in the Bible. It's not covered there. Uh, and there's a whole lot of things that we face as, as uh, individuals that isn't, are not directly listed in the Bible. And so um, there are times when, when we need more than just simply the guidelines of Scripture because uh, the Scripture doesn't necessarily address it. Well, Jesus gave us a second uh, directive on that, and he said, "I will give you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will remind you of what I've said, and He will help you apply it to your very real lives." And so, first we go with what is clearly outlined in Scripture, and then then we rely on God's Spirit to remind us of those parts of the Bible that uh, would apply to this situation to help us see how some of the principles of Scripture apply as well as the um, themes of Scripture, we lean hard into the Spirit and His guidance and leadership in our lives. Now, I realize that alone can sound kind of nebulous or a little bit fuzzy how we put that into practice, but um, I will tell you this. As you saturate yourself in the, the Bible, the Holy Spirit loves to bring to mind those parts of the Bible that we've read or we're familiar with, or the principles of the Bible, for our real-life decisions if we are open to Him and His work in our life. So those are the first two areas, obedience and and uh, relying on the Holy Spirit. And then the third area that I outlined was discernment. Uh, developing this discernment, I kind of ended the message with John fourteen twenty seven, where Jesus said, I do not give to you peace as the world gives. And I wanted people to understand that Jesus' peace is different than the world's peace. There are two different kinds of peace. This sort of circles back to where where we started this podcast, and that is peace isn't necessarily a reliable guide because peace could be from Jesus or it could be from the world. And so we need discernment to know if our decision is based on, whatever our decision is based on, whether that comes from God or whether that comes from the world, whether that's simply Our own ideas or whether this is something that's rooted in God's heart, God's character, God's um, word and his revealed will for our lives. And this takes discernment. And I wish I could say that's, you know, an easy thing to to do, that that was just, you know, overnight, you'll get this as a believer. But this really takes time. It really takes uh, um, growing as a believer uh, it sometimes you know you learn from your mistakes as much as you learn from your successes, but to, the discernment comes as we saturate ourselves in God's word, as we allow His principles to um, be be brought out by the Spirit, and then we apply those to our very l- real life situations, and and sometimes it helps to think about the character of God as well, who He is, and and how he's revealed himself in the Bible uh, as we apply it to the decisions that you and I face as well. Now, I want to consider something else. You know, I want to really stay real in this podcast. And uh, if we're we're candid, so many of the decisions we make do seem to be just feeling-based, and maybe even decisions that aren't that important to God. The restaurant that we eat at for lunch, the uh, make-of-car that we buy, uh, all of that may be uh, concerns that God doesn't have a direct will on. It's certainly hard to find in the Bible. Uh, answers to those questions about restaurants and uh, cars that we should purchase. But still there are principles that apply. And this is why our feelings may influence us. But we want to make sure those feelings are are held in check by what we know from the the truth of scripture and the principles that are there the restaurant we we eat at might not matter but we know God wants us to be healthy and he wants us to uh care for our, for ourselves and he also wants us to manage our finances as well uh there's a uh quote that my wife and I have been saying to each other a lot lately when we're tempted to to go out to eat we say you know um we have food at home. There is food at home, and maybe maybe that's something we de- we need to remember. Uh, and so, part part of it is just you know keeping some of those principles in check. The kind of car that you buy may not uh, matter, but God wants you to be uh, realistic and responsible with with your finances. And so that principle will will play into the decision as well as you know having money left over to be generous and to uh, focus on other things that are priorities to God as well. Or let's say you're making a decision, but you and your spouse feel differently about it. Uh, that's, th- suddenly it becomes an important decision because God may not care about the decision you're making exactly, but he does care about the unity and the uh, partnership between your your spouse and you. And so for all those reasons, even though this, the this decision seems minor, or maybe okay that it's just feeling-based, really still there are discernment questions that come to mind and come into play as we make those decisions. Well, all of this was was part of what went into my thinking last Sunday in the message. Uh, it's simply entitled, uh, Let Your Feelings Be Your Guide and Other Things That Jesus Didn't Say or other Other Stuff That Jesus Didn't Say. And uh, by the way, you can always catch that on our sister podcast, which is called Green Valley Church Pos- podcast. And there the messages that I'm referencing here are given uh, and available there as well. The the one that uh, I'm referring to is episode four in that on the Green Valley Church uh, podcast. And there's a chance for you to uh, catch it there as well. As, and you can always watch it online at greenvalleychurch.com. Well, that's it for uh, this episode. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. Until uh, next time, this has been Unhurried with your host, Doug Kyle. I look forward to talking again soon.